I take a hit out of this pipe. Turns out, man, that was not weed in that pipe. Well, it was. There was weed in there. But you know what else was in there? A fucking crack rock. I smoked fucking... <laughs> I smoked fucking crack on accident. I started puking like a motherfucker. About to pass the fuck out, man. And I overhear people talking. The party's over now. And I'm just like laying there like trying not to throw up everywhere and trying not to fall asleep. And I'm damn sure not trying to fall asleep now when I find out that the, the two guys who own the house are the ones that smoke crack and they're both homosexual and... So I was like, oh shit, but Chris, hold together, man. Do not fucking fall asleep. Do not fall asleep. I don't want to get raped. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Good to have you back. Because uh, last offseason, I didn't really have anybody. I was kind of doing myself because y'all were... Uh, Busy doing other things, man. So uh, it's nice to not do the offseason alone this year. So I'm looking forward to uh, yes, keeping sir. that. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we've got a new offseason series involving the upcoming 2018 free agent class. Today, we hit on the upcoming free agent quarterbacks. We play a couple rounds of 10 questions. Got a little true, true, and false, true or false in there pertaining to Super Bowl 52 and the 2018 fantasy football offseason. We've got the mailbag on tap today, too. But first, little NFL news, man. NFL news. Stephen Jones, son of Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, says Des Bryant, pretty much, he just, he pretty much just said Des Bryant's not that good anymore. Jeff, man, what do you think about that? You think Des is going to be back with the Cowboys next year? If he doesn't take a pay cut, he won't be, I think, but he's got to take a pay cut because he's not worth what the value is. I think he needs to move over to the slot, do like a little Larry Fitzgerald, what he did when he got older, just moved to the slot and he dominated. So, Maybe if Dez wants to move to the slot, maybe he'd be more of a possession player. Maybe he'd be okay. I'm worried about him, man, because since he signed that five-year, $70 million contract, this is like a career year for him since he signed that deal, man. 69 catches. That's the most he's had since he signed that big offseason deal, and I don't think he's back. Garbage. I don't think he's coming back. Saying that, hey, this guy's just not that good. Sorry to say it, but it's true. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot takes. Hot, 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 hot. Fantasy Free Agents quarterbacks. All right, so we got the upcoming 2018 NFL free agents. We're going to hit some quarterbacks today, Jeff. You ready for this? Fire away. Here's the list, man. We got Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. He's 39 years old. Free agent. All these guys are UFAs, okay? Kirk Cousins. Well, there's a couple RFAs that I'm going to get to here, but anyway. Kirk Cousins, Washington Redskins, 29 years old. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers, 26 years old. Sam Bradford, Minnesota. He's 30. Jay Cutler for your Miami Dolphins, 34. Josh McCown for the Jets, 38. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Geno Smith, Blaine Gabbert, Brock Osweiler, AJ McCarron, and I'm going to throw in a bonus one that's not a free agent, but I think he's going to be gone. I'm going to throw in Alex Smith because I expect he's going to be released or at the very least, he's going to have his contract restructured. There's no way they're going to pay him $14.5 million for next season. Just run through the list here, mate. Rank the top five. Who are your top five quarterbacks in the 2018 NFL free agent class? Rank them. 
Am I just ranking them the, just to rank them? Because I think if you were Garoppolo. if you were an organization, if you were a franchise owner, if you were the owner of an NFL team, who are the top five quarterbacks in your wish list? Depending where I'm at, I would go for Jimmy G from rebuilding. If I just want to want to try to win a Super Bowl this year, it'd be Drew Brees would be number one. But Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins, Brees still got to be up there. I think Color's done. I think they're going to run with Tannehill. I just really go for those three right now. Keenum's older. I wouldn't go for Bradford. He's injury prone. Those are only really three I'd really want, to be honest. I have them as, uh, I think I would rank them as, I agree, Jimmy Garoppolo number one. I think I'm going to have Drew Brees number two. If I'm in the win now mode, Drew Brees is the guy I would go after, although I think he's going to stay. Kirk Cousins, I have him at number three. I'm going to say Case Keenum four, AJ McCarron five, and how about Colin Kaepernick? Is he on your list? I don't think anybody's going to play him. I was going to say, do you think he's going to play next year? I, think I, highly, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. All right, let's look at the teams who need a quarterback and they have the most cap room here. You got the 49ers who, who, are the, who have the most cap room. The Browns have the second most. Jets, third most. Believe it or not, Minnesota Vikings have the seventh most. Redskins with the eighth most. Saints with the 14th most. You got Buffalo, Denver, Arizona, and the Jags, 16 through 19 in the cap. Where do you think some of these guys end up, end up man? What about uh, what about Jimmy? No, obviously Jimmy Groff. I think Jimmy G stays in San Fran. I think he's in a good, good deal, especially the way he finished the year, 6-0, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he's, he's staying there. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota... Big push for Brees, but I don't think Drew Brees leaves. I agree. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's built up too much rapport in that city. He's not leaving. What about Kirk Cousins? Do you think he does stay? No, I think he leaves Washington, to be Where do you think he ends up? Unless he gets franchise tied again, getting $34 he'll take that. Oh, absolutely. I don't know, man. I'm sure some people are going to throw some money at him, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota went after him, too. I don't know. Minnesota might try to Teddy Bridgewater this offseason because they really like him. So we'll have to wait and see, to be honest. We'll have to wait to see how pieces fall if any trades happen in the draft. It's pretty hard on that situation to kind of predict this far out. You know how I feel about the Bridgewater. The way coaches, some of the coaches go and seeing how the coaches go, you never know. I think Bridgewater's garbage. I, I would love Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I think that'd be great with Thielen and Diggs there and you got Rudolph. I think Bradford, I think he's going to be regulated to a backup role for some, somewhere. I don't think he's going to get a starting I could job. see him going somewhere, maybe even Cleveland, just to be the starter. I could see. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Even I think AJ Bu- McCarron. Even Buffalo, just to pervert. Even Buffalo. Yeah, AJ McCarron might go to Cleveland. They almost traded him there. Yeah, second round pick, and then the Browns F that one up. Yeah. And that's really the only quarterback we're taking on. Do you think Case Keenum gets a starting job next year, whether it be Minnesota or elsewhere? No, but I think Nick Foles gets a starting job. Where do you think he's going to end up? Of those teams that need quarterbacks, where do you think he's going to go? Where's a good destination for him? I think they're going to do a good trade. Someone's going to get some money. Give him some money because I think he, is he not a free agent coming up? Nick Foles? He's under contract still. Is he? But I think Mm -hmm. he'll get traded. I could see him going to any of those teams, to be honest. Especially if they win the Super Bowl. He's paying to get paid. He's actually played pretty good these past month. Well, yeah, he has. How about these past two weeks? (laughs) I want to say the past month because he sucked in the regular season. He's averaging over 300 yards in the playoffs, yeah. I would like to see Nick Foles in Arizona. I think that'd be a good spot for him. Yeah, could be a, that could be a possibility, but we have to see what they do with their whole situation, what coach comes in and all this stuff, how they want to switch coaches around. True. Celebrititties. Celebrititties. Who's quarterback in that middle school spank bank for junior high boys right now, man? Is there a Tom Brady-esque pair of titties out there? That will always pull through in the clutch. Your go-to pair of titties, if you will. Give me your top five boob tube racks right now. Not all time, but in today. Start from five to one. 
I don't even know. I'm an ass kind of guy. I'm an ass man myself. <laughs> I'm trying to think about this girl. I don't know. You want to run down my list? Yeah, you can run down your list. All right, number five, I got Salma Hayek. Even in her old age, man, her rack's still holding up pretty well. Number four, I got Kate Upton, man. I mean, she's got, she's got the package. She's got the ass and the titties. Katy Perry's up there for me, too. I got Scarlett Johansson coming in at number two. And number one for me, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, the gotcha. redhead. I'm not big into titties like that. I don't even know, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to pass on that one. You're going to pass? All right. Yeah. All right, I guess man. J-Lo's got a nice rack. Who's that? J-Lo. Yeah. But I agree with you. I'm an ass man myself. Just FYI, I have a naked picture of J-Lo. It's what I use for inspiration. Ten questions. All right, number one. Name one quarterback that you think will have a big bounce back in 2018. One quarterback will have a big bounce back in 2018. I'm going to go Tannehill. (laughs) Tannehill, yeah? Yeah, because if everybody did this past year, he'll double it. Oh, obviously, yeah. I think Derek Carr's going to have a better year. I agree, man. That's what I was leaning towards was Derek Carr, too. Yeah, especially with Gruden there. I think he'll be a lot better. Yeah, I agree, man. And then uh, Derek Carr said the other day. He might get, he's probably going to get drafted in the eighth, ninth round just because of Gruden there. Derek Carr? I bet you, yeah. Uh, it's a possibility. Uh, depending on how he does in the preseason, yeah, in training camp, uh, reports coming out of training camp. We'll have to see about that. But uh, I'm right there with you on Derek Carr, and he, he said the other day, too, that he hopes that Gruden pushes his ass to help him get better. And I think I think he will. I think he'll definitely have a, a bounce back for sure. All right, number two. Name a wide receiver that will have a big bounce back in 2018. Listen, I'm going to stay in the same team, Amari Cooper. Okay. I think he does a lot better with Gruden there, too. I know we were, <laughs> feel like we're preseason of last year, but he has to after this past year. I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, because Andrew Luck, when he comes back, he's going to definitely... If he comes back. If he comes back, he's going to help T.Y. Hilton. But Josh McDaniels is going to be the next head coach over there. And I think he's definitely going to drop some offensive plays for their number one playmaker on offense. Yeah. So I like T.Y. Hilton a lot going into the offseason. So you think you'd rather have T.Y. over Amari next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As of right now. As of right now. I'd have to take Cooper because I don't know about Luck. I think Luck's going to be okay. I think he's still an elite quarterback. I think if Luck comes back, he's obviously going to do good for... uh, for Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Name a running back that will have a bounce back in 2018. Barring, like, non-injuries. Like, obviously, David Johnson will have a great Oh, yeah, year. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Some underperforming guys that you think will turn around next year. Hmm. A bounce back year that had a horrible year this year. I guess I, we could say Zeke, but he was a spin of six game, so I don't want to mention him in the conversation. We all know he's going to be good when he plays. Yeah, I know this is tough because it's so far. We're so far away from everything for twenty for the twenty eighteen season. But uh, yeah, just to see, see, you got to see. Just projecting out who you're going to watch for. Who do you think is going to turn it around? I actually think Duke Johnson's going to have a really good next year. Next year, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be the next head coach there. I don't, I don't think Hugh Jackson's going to make it to OTAs. I think with uh, Josh Gordon off season and then Corey Coleman being healthy. I think I think Duke Johnson, if they give him the starting role, he could be good. I think either I think the Cleveland running back will have a better run next year. I think they're gonna have one of the best the most improvements of this year. You understand what I'm saying there? I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they get a quarterback, I could see I could see them uh definitely the wide receivers, Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon now. A full yeah, offseason yeah, for of Josh course. Gordon, that's gonna help a lot. But I'm saying I think that helps the whole offense. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm gonna go not necessarily a bounce back. But I'm going to say a guy that I think is going to definitely do well 
in 2018. Now this is in Jan we're in January right now, but I'm going to say Deontay Foreman is going to be a guy that's going to overtake the lead back in Houston. I think the I think the Lamar Miller experiment's over for the Texans. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, of course you have to wait and see. It's way too early. This is just yeah. forecasting I see way what you're out. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the same thing I'm saying with Duke Johnson because Crowell's a starter. If he overtakes, I could see that for him because he's talented. Yeah, and Crowell's garbage in Cleveland. It's like I think Latavius Murray could have a good role if he was this significant player, but Cook's going to come back and he's going to take that back. You know what I'm saying? It's hard with stuff like that. Yeah, it is. All right, next one here. Do you think Des Bryant – well, no, let me ask you this. Where will Des Bryant play in 2018? I think he plays in Dallas still. Because I don't see a lot of teams taking that, pay, that that contract unless they cut him and they pay half his contract and another team picks him up. You know what I think? And this would be great drama for the NFL. I wouldn't really? be surprised if he goes to the Redskins. And uh, see, wouldn't that be some have, shit? If they had Kirk Cousins and then Dez there, because they already got the outside guys. But wouldn't, it be, wouldn't that be some shit when he's practicing head-to-head -head against Josh Norman uh, every day? Yeah. <laughs> That could. After that you know mess. who could make a a push for him? I wouldn't be surprised. Is get him on the, the 49ers because I think they have the cap space. They could take that kind of hit. And for Garoppolo, if, if Dez is okay with being a possession receiver and just line up in the slot, because they got some guys on the outside that can do their outside thing. You know where I would love to see him go? The Houston Texans. Opposite DeAndre Hopkins with Deshaun Watson there. And then you and you they have got that good defense coming back. So you're saying you have That'd be so nasty. You have Fuller and Hopkins on the outside. You have Dez in the slot. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Then they'd probably they'd probably win the trying offense with Foreman and Lamar back there and just all hands out. Oh, that would definitely help Lamar Miller's cause. That's for sure. If they, oh if they had guys like they that. They could just play a triangle right there. That'd yeah. be nice. So do you think Dez will bounce back no matter what happens, no matter where he ends up next year? Do you think he'll have a bounce back here? I think he has a better year because he dropped a lot of balls this year. He probably dropped 30 balls this year. I feel I, I guess they're not considered drops, but I feel like it was 30 balls he should have caught this year that we've watched some of the highlights and stuff. Yeah. We, have, we, got, we didn't have to do this throwing thing today if Des would have caught those two touchdowns he dropped. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Physical challenge. The verdict is in. Here are the results. Score one for... Jeff, now, the punishment. Oh, I'm not looking forward to wearing that fucking dress. So, yeah, we, uh, we just did the, um, the physical challenge here that did not go so well for me, man. It's been a while since I've thrown a football. I uh, just turned 34 last week and can't throw it like I used to back in my day. But 58, 59 yards, though, pretty damn close, man. Pretty damn close, but didn't get it. The video will be posted on, on the YouTube channel as well. Just uh, search Fantasy Sports Studios and you will find the video up there. Or you can go to the website, fantasysportstudios.com. There will be plenty of links there as well. Or you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash fantasysportstudios. But man, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. You're close, but no uh, cigars. Oh, Next man. question. Let's go on. All right. Well, just real quick. I'm not looking forward to wearing that fucking dress. I'm not looking forward to that. We're going to yeah. do this shot at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think right. we should do that at the Super Bowl. Maybe I can make a nice little sign that says, I love Brady. If the wins. Patriots win, I'll wear a fucking thong out there, man. I don't give a f I'll wear a thong out there, bitch, if, uh, if the Patriots win again. I'll take <laughs> With <six>. no dress? <laughs> I'll wear a thong, man. I had the wind blowing like today, man. Just fucking, hey, Marilyn uh, Monroe style that bitch up. You know what I mean? That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, man, moving on back to the questions here. 
Where will Alex Smith play in 2018? I think he stays in KC. You think so? With that $14.5 million price tag for the season? Yeah, because I have a feeling they're going to move on from Spencer Ware. Try to get rid of that contract. I think they will as well. I yeah. think they keep Alex Smith just because I think it's going to help the development of Patrick Mahomes too still. I don't know if we I, thought he would be halfway through the year, but I think next year he's not going to play as good as this year, so he will get benched. Oh, Alex Smith's not going to have another year like this ever again, but I disagree that he's going to help Patrick Mahomes because they're two completely different style quarterbacks. No, Patrick Pat, Mahomes no. is a gunslinger. Smith is a conservative, although he did play. He's, he did air it out a little bit this he year. Can, that's what I'm saying. Is he can teach Mahomes how not to make stupid mistakes with Mahomes' uh, style of play would improve his play. But you know what he can't teach him? How to win a fucking playoff game. Yeah, The Chiefs are fucking terrible in the postseason. Andy Reid, I'm surprised he didn't get fired, man. He's like the Marty Schott, Mart, Marty Schottenheimer of this uh, decade, that's for sure. It'd be too hard to fire him after the year he had, even though they lost the Titans, sorry, ass team. Oh, my God, that was terrible. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think Alex Smith returns. I think they're going to have to cut him. They're not going to trade him. I've been hearing a lot of that. Like People are saying that the Chiefs are going to trade Alex Smith. Who the hell is going to trade for an old quarterback like Alex Smith who's had one good year that's never had any success in the playoffs that's going to make $14.5 million on the salary cap, on the books next year. Nobody's going to do that shit. Nobody. Unless you're Jacksonville, I could see it. I could see it, but I doubt it. Uh, actually, the way Blake Bortles played in the playoffs, he, he did pretty good. Oh, we'll get to him, too. I I could see Minnesota try and take him because he wouldn't have made those mistakes that Case Keenum did. That'd be a good spot, but that's kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater and Alex Smith, to me, are kind of one and the same, except Alex Smith, believe it or not, is a better passer than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater's very conservative. And he wasn't Al- like that in college. So I, I think don't Alex get Smith might beat him in running, too. Alex Smith's still super fast. He is. He is. He's got, he got a little gray beard, but for a white guy, man, he can, he can run pretty well. He ran that 77-yard touchdown run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he returns to KC. I think, he, I think he's going to be cut. Cap casualty. I think the Chiefs need to add some more pieces, and they're going to need that money. <laughs> Sophomore running backs. As of now, and like I said, it's way too early in the offseason, to, uh, they're going to be a sophomore or they were just a sophomore? That they're going to be a sophomore. So rookies from 2017 coming into 2018. The NFL season's not even over yet, technically. We still have the Super Bowl to go. But who are your top five sophomore running backs for 2018? I mean, uh, you got Deontay Foreman. You got Marlon No, Mack. I know. I know, yeah, uh, you know I exactly. Guys. I think. I know where you're going first. You're going Alvin Kamara, number one. No, I, th- I think Fournette's going to be the number one guy. You think so? Just with the – because I worry about what – will. If Kamara is the number one player in New Orleans and Ingram's gone, yeah, I could see that. But the perf- the outage he put per touch was eight yards a carry, uh, average touch. That's not going to happen again. That's oh, no, I agree. Too, that's not sustainable. That's just too hard to sustain. So I'm going to go Fournette. Then I'm going to go actually, uh, I think I feel like it's a 2A, 2B here with the Kamara and McCaffrey because I just think McCaffrey's going to get more touches next year. You love McCaffrey, that's for sure. Yeah, he did good. He did good this year. Yeah, them. no, he did. He did well. Yeah, yeah, very well. Helped me win a championship. Yeah, over 15 points a game in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, those guys, I think, you know what? Let me let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Fournette, Kamara, Cook, McCaffrey, Foreman. No Kareem Hunt? Let the NFL mm-hmm. rushing. Yeah, but just like our boy Jay Ajayi had a couple big weeks. He did. He had that kind of boomer bust factor. But he, well, down the stretch, though, he was starting to be used a little more consistently. Yeah. He did pr- play pretty well. I just get worried about Andy Reid and the BS he does. Yeah, Andy Reid does scare the shit out of me a little bit. I think PPR, I think McCaffrey's probably the number one back in PPR because he's going to get eight catches a game. That's already 
eight points above everybody. And if he gets a touchdown here and there. But I think overall, Fournette's going to be even better. Because he had that ankle injury all year long. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. The only thing about McCaffrey is, like I said in the preseason of 2017, I was saying, McCaffrey, yeah, PPR is going to be great. But he's going to have a tough time finding the end zone. Because he, uh, I mean, no offense to anybody who's white. I'm white. Jeff's white. But uh, he's a white guy. White guys aren't uh, playing running back other than Peyton Hillis one year. I don't really know if he's scoring touchdowns. No, but, but and they're all, they nice, all seem to be PPR backs. <laughs> he, he's a lot faster than people think. He had that nice little uh, run against the Saints. He's a talented guy. Touchdown. Yeah. No doubt. And I'm going to run that. And then hitting on your Fournette real quick, when you talked about the ankle injury. See, that's what worries me about Fournette. See, it seems like he's always banged up. That scares me a little bit. He's going to get a high workload. Um, if I had to rank my top five sophomore running backs going to 2018, I'm going to have I'm going to have Kamara, Kamara number one still. I, I still would be surprised if Ingram's return if, if Ingram returns to the Saints, I'd be surprised. And, yeah, Kamara's the number one easy if uh, Ingram leaves. If he oh, gets yeah. full touch load, that's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to put. I think I'm if gonna Ingram put, leaves, Kamara's going to be a top four draft pick. Oh, absolutely, top five at the worst. Yeah. I think I'm going to put Kareem Hunt number two. I think I'm going to go Fournette three. Oh, man. I guess Fournette. Uh, yeah, Fournette three. I'm going to go. I would put Hunt five over uh, Foreman. Yeah. I think I'm going to add. Uh, man. Yeah, Delvin Cook, I guess, number four. Number five. I think it's a tie between Christian McCaffrey and. Maybe Foreman too. Maybe Foreman. But you know what? Maybe Joe Mixon even. I kind of want to see what he's going to do. But he did not. Joe, Joe Mixon did not look good. I'll say that. He did not no. look good in Cincinnati. So I think I'm going to have number five. I'm going to have McCaffrey. I think I'm right there with you on that. I just worry about the touchdowns. But PPR, he's going to be great. PPR, he's your top three for me. But if I'm combining the two PPR and standard, that would be my five. All right. Who will have the better second year among these wide receivers? Just these ones Corey Davis, D.D. Westbrook, Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, Zay Jones. Mike Williams. Who do you think will be the... Give me the top two out of that grouping there. D. Westbrook. Cooper Cup. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Kenny Galladay. Corey Davis. Well, let me reverse that. I'm going to have number one, Corey Davis. Number two, Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay's going to have a big second year. All right. Num- next one. Name one sleeper you already have in mind for 2018. Is there a guy you're sleeping that's a, a sleeper there for you? A sleeper player position? Yeah, name one sleeper for 2018. Way too early prediction here. Name one sleeper here. I think Mariota's going to actually have a good year next year. I guess he's not really a sleeper, but I don't think he gets drafted at all. So I guess that could be a sleeper. That's considered a sleeper, right? Yeah, it is. I, I, I think Marcus Mariota finishes his top 10 quarterback next year. Okay. See, I was surprised to hire Mike Vrabel as a head coach because they need offense on that team. They need a whole... They need to retool the whole offense there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... That's like I was down for uh, Patricia going to the line because the offense is already there. Yeah, yeah. He'll figure out the running back situation. He'll get a good OC and figure out the running back situation, but he's got an offense, and that defense is actually pretty good. Yep. But I think Ziggy Onslaught's going to go to the Dolphins, they said, probably. Possibly. How many How many superstar defensive linemen do the Dolphins need? <laughs> Jump shot, I even know, right? What's going on there? Wake, you got Sue, and they're going to go get Onslaught. Um, they got some other guys there too. Are pretty yeah, good. Oh yeah, they're the young they guys. Do. Yeah, but uh, that defense can be nasty, and I think that offense can outscore teams. So that'd be pretty good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think Mariota. I think he's going to be a sleeper next year. I think he finishes top ten. 
Even and I don't think he gets drafted a lot. I'm going to go Deontay Foreman, but I'm also going to have a 1B since I already hit on Foreman. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think Allen Robinson is going to have a big bounce back next year. I, I think he's going to go to the 49ers. I don't know if he's a sleeper. I think he's going to San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. He might not be a, a big sleeper. He might get drafted fourth, fifth round, possibly, depending where he ends up. Hype might be high on him. There's a guy, if he, if he moves on from Jacksonville, or even if he stays in Jacksonville, I, I don't know. I kind of like Allen Robinson right now. I kind of want to see how that plays out in the offseason. True or false? Super Bowl preview, a light edition. Just a quick one here, just a light recap real quick on the AFC and NFC Championship games. So the Patriots beat down Jacksonville in the fourth quarter, came back from 10 points down, and Brady stuck that thumb that he was injured all week, man, right up the ass of Doug Marone and the entire Jags defense in that fourth quarter. Blake Bortles drank some of that magic potion, man, a little uh, med- medicinal elixir, actually, is what he drank. It's called... Um, it's called, we're here. What the hell? How do you Yeah, Bortles was doing good in that four, last drive. I'm sure you got a little nervous the way he was slaying the rock, and then he just forgot how to play football in the last four plays. Yeah, as I'm saying, fourth quarter, it fell off, man. He was drinking that, um, let me try to pronounce it. It's called. Why they got away from those, uh, they did two plays of Corey Grant out of the backfield, and he killed it, the linebackers for you guys, and they stopped that play. Yeah, and I'm sure you were getting nervous with those plays. Like, damn, we can't guard this guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, messing And that's all he's done. It. He did those two touches, and then he was done. Yeah, crazy to me. But uh, here it is. So Bortles drank some. Medical medicinal elixir known as Bredesimin. Have you ever heard of that? No. All right. Well, uh, apparently it wore off in the fourth quarter as Bortles, his best interval impression, man, it came full circle and he just turned back into that pumpkin. And uh, oh, oh, wait. Yeah, Bredesimin. Oh, no, no. Br- Brady's semen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bortles definitely swallowed a mouth load, a full mouth load of that. And uh, he's definitely got, uh, he's got that Brady taste all up in his mouth right now. He knows now, man, what it's, what it's like to taste greatness, that's for sure. Fournette's, man, he was, uh, his truck stick was uh, broken in this game, man. He's, uh, his circle button was working a little bit, you know, with the spin moves. Oh, he trucked that touchdown easy. With a little sloppy. Yeah, no, he did. But, man, he was plodding. He looked like Matt Asiata out there. I'm going to say the, the best hit in that game was Tevin Smith when he hit uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead don't drop anything. When he got hit, dude, he got rocked. Yeah, he did. In the middle of the field, I was like, holy that was the hardest hit that game, I think. I'll tell you what, man. When I projected the uh, on the preview show, uh, my stat line for Fournette was pretty much exact. I said he had between around 25 carries, 75 yards on touchdown, and damn sure enough, that was about it. All right, man. Here we go real quick. We got... Let's go to the shocker. Philadelphia and Minnesota. Yeah. The, the Eagles and the Vikings. I, I was see, shocked. I didn't see that coming. Hell I saw no. the first, I thought Minnesota the first was drive of the game. Minnesota drove down, sort of touching like it was nothing. And then after that, it just turned into a spanking. I was scored 34 to nothing after that first Vikings touchdown. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs, so I had nothing. I scored 38 nothing. Follow up. I scored a touch, the only touchdown for them. I'm saying now it scored 38 nothing. Kyle yeah. Rudolph scored the touchdown. Who? Kyle Rudolph scored the touchdown for the Vikings. Oh, my bad. That's right. Uh, the one Diggs caught was return, uh, called back. That's right. My bad. My bad. Fucked up there. A um, little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I was shocked. I thought I thought the way Foles played quarterback, too, against the Vikings defense, that was pretty shocking there. Yeah. <clears throat> now that we saw that game, I'm sure you'd rather play Minnesota. I don't know. No, I'm still, I'd still rather play Philly. Still would. What happened with Xavier Rhodes? I saw him go to the sideline. Did he not return the rest of the game? I don't, mean, I don't think he made a difference. <laughs> they got spanked. Yeah, they got spanked for sure. Um. Are we going to see a high-scoring Super Bowl? J.J. did okay in his limited number of touches. Are we going to see a high-scoring Super Bowl? Um, Probably. I think it's going to be... Philly has a better defense. 30-something to high 20-something. I think Philly has a better defense, but 
Brady can get through it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll save a lot of the preview for the Super Bowl for next week, but I do have some questions for you, though, to get to for or true and false for you. Far for away. The Super Bowl preview. Here we go, man. True or false? Number one, true or false? Danny Amendola will be the Patriots' leading wide receiver in Super Bowl 52. False. I agree. Who do you think it's going to be? I think Cooks can beat the corners. Yeah. I think I'm going to – I want to go Hogan. But, Cooks uh, is just too fast. You've seen some of those routes he ran in that game, and he's so super fast. Yeah, he is. I want to go Cooks too, but um, I think I'm going to go either Hogan or James White, I think, right now. But I'm gonna, we're going to hit on these again next week when we do the preview. But um, moving on to the next one here. Zach Ertz will have more fantasy points in the Super Bowl than Rob Gronkowski. True. Gronk has only had 90 – he's only got 94 career yards in Super Bowls. Just I think – He does score touchdowns. Just think though. about this. The defense that Philly is going to shadow Gronk compared to Ertz is not going to get shadowed like Gronk does. It's going to be a hell of a battle, man, with Mike Mitchell and, and Gronk there. Head to Two head. of the top four tight ends in football. I said Mike Mitchell, Mitchell and then Malcolm Jenkins, my bad. Malcolm Jenkins and Gronk, it's going to be a battle to watch, man. Yeah, because Malcolm <coughs> Jenkins, he's, he's, a, he's like 6'1", right? Malcolm Jenkins is pretty tall. Yeah, he's a, he's a hybrid too, man. When he's with the Saints, he was a good corner too yeah. for them. and That's going to be a good matchup. And I agree with you because I think they match up better than – the page, where the Patriots have for Ertz. I See the difference, Gronk will, get like, Gronk will get four catches for 80 yards in a TD. Ertz will get 10 catches for 120 yards in a TD because Ertz will do those short routes all day long. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Ertz goes eight for 80 and a touchdown. I'm going to say Gronk goes six for 70 touchdown. I think it's going to be close, but I think Ertz does have a few more points than him. All right, next one here. True or false, Nick Foles will throw for more passing yards than Tom Brady. I say true. I say true too, garbage time. Although, you know what? I might want to revisit that next week. But as of now, I'm going to say true. All right, next. Tom Brady will be the Super Bowl MVP. See, I, Which I, will be a fifth time. Which, what sucks is with, with Super Bowl MVPs. Like last year, I think Brady did great. But I think James White should have been the MVP. He caught like, what, 12 or 14 balls? 11, like 11 catches. But he, had, he was like clutched a, down the stretch. But so and was he Brady just too, made though. people dodge and got touchdowns. I understand Brady's still in the ball. But it's always hard. Like when a quarterback does that, the quarterback usually wins MVP all the time. Yeah, that's true. They do. Brady, true. If they win, yeah, he most likely will. Do you know a tight end has never won the MVP? That'd be nice to see Gronk or Ertz get one. Because they they don't they because they get the ball thrown by the quarterback, so they get the quarterback the MVP. Well, that and the the new wave of tight ends. I mean, the last ten years are so much better than they were twenty years ago. You know. Yeah. So, uh, all right, next one here, man. The Patriots and Tom Brady will win their sixth Super Bowl. True or false? I think true. I think true too. All right, next. Tom Brady. This has been a popular topic of debate, too. True or false? Tom Brady has eclipsed Michael Jordan among the all-time great American sports icons. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say true. I think it's harder to win Super Bowls than it is NBA titles. No. How many guys do you see in the NBA who win multiple championships? And how many times, How many guys in the NFL have won but six got- Super Bowls? Or five, let alone five. Basketball is harder to win a championship, I think. It's just when you get your nucleus... Bill Russell's got 11 rings. They also dominated. That was a dominating team. Magic's got five rings. Michael Jordan's got six rings. Kobe Bryant's got five rings. I don't know, man. I think it's harder in football. How many guys have six rings in football? No not, no one. Not even close. Uh, That's two ahead of everybody else. You sh- I thought the one, one defensive player. Oh, you talking about Charles Haley? He's got five. He's five? got five. Yeah, I was talking about quarterbacks and 
I guess other. No, you're right though. Charles Haley did with the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's hard. Jordan won the three, retired, and came back won three more. I don't know, just the way Brady does it too in dramatic fashion, man. They're, two, they're the two best in their sport, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, hands down. All right, moving on here. Deion Lewis will be the most productive running back in Super Bowl 52. False. I agree. Who do you think it's going to be? Jay Jai. I think it's going to be Rex Burkhead as far as end zone. If I'm going PPR, I think it's a toss up between Lewis and White. I don't, I'm not, I'm not. I'm really intrigued to see how LeGarrette Blunt does because you know he wants to put it to him. Yeah, but I don't see how. Well, the, I don't think Philadelphia running backs are going to do well at all because look, how, look at the Pages' run defense the last two playoff games. Derrick Henry, 12, 12, 12 carries, 24 yards or something like that, 28 yards. And then you got uh, Leonard Fournette who averaged like less than three, three yards a carry. I'm going to throw a question to you. Yeah. Who was the one player that's going to get a touchdown in this game that no one thinks is going to get it? A touchdown in this game? You know who I'm leaning towards. <laughs> who? I think he's going to get one. Who? On the Pats. Dwayne Allen? Kenny Britt. I, oh, feel Kenny like he's Britt? Gonna get a I feel like he's going to get one catch for like three yards and a touchdown just to be Super Bowl relevant. That would be Like funny. Michael Floyd last year, Super Bowl relevant, had a couple catches. That would be funny. Yeah, That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> Two guys are horrible receivers, both going to have a Super Bowl, <laughs> who are uh, down on all year long and gets cut. He was on 0-14 team, then he goes to the Pats. <laughs> he's going to win a Super Bowl. I know. Then you got Michael Floyd last year who uh, gets yeah. a DUI, gets cut, gets a <laughs> ring for it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Hey, you uh, you want to go in a Super Bowl ring? All you gotta do is go fuck up somewhere and get released, and then go sign up the Patriots for pennies. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, you know what? I don't know. Deion Lewis, I think is gonna be right there. It's either him or James White for PPR. I don't think the Eagles running backs are gonna be able to get any uh, anything on the ground against that Patriots defense, who's been really well, playing really well against the run. Um, all right, next one here. Alshon Jeffrey will score a touchdown and have over 80 yards receiving in the Super Bowl. False. If he gets Malcolm Butler, I'm saying true. Malcolm Butler sucks. He's fucking garbage. I think he true. gets one of the. I I don't think he gets both. I think Aguilar scores a touchdown too. I think I think Philly's gonna put up some points. Put up some points in the air. Yeah. How about this one? The Patriots will once again be down by double digits in the fourth quarter. They got a habit of doing that. Every Super Bowl and big playoff game they've been in, it's been like that. Every Super Bowl, every Super Bowl they've ever No, 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 but I'm saying at the oh. last recent history, they had, the, you had the Ravens game. Yeah. Then you had you know, the division round. Then you I'm had gonna the say, Obviously last year, and you had Jacksonville last week. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false. I don't think it gets that far behind. I can see it may, maybe, maybe down three to seven points. I don't think anything more than that in the fourth. I don't think this team is good enough, the, the Eagles, to stick to them like that. Last one here, man. There will be more than three fights among fans in Super Bowl Fifty Two. Oh, true. In that little gerbil, uh, true little gerbil town they got there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm there's gonna go true too. Man, you got there's Philly gonna be fans. more than three fights in the parking lot. You got <laughs> Philly fans, and there's nowhere to escape. I mean, they're gonna be all in the they're bubble. Fighting. They're gonna be in the damn, especially bubble. if the Patriots start spanking that ass and the Pats fans. You know how they talk shit, and then the Philly fans. It's gonna be a brawl fest out there. I agree, man. I mean, you. You've seen like how they have everything set up in Minneapolis, right? It's all like it's like a gerbil uh, cage, man. You got yeah. these little balls, and you got all these little like uh, what skywalks and all that they have. They better hope it ain't a snowstorm. That's gonna be a shit pregame tailgate. Oh tailgate! Oh my god, that's gonna be a shit tailgate anyway. It's gonna be cold as balls out there, man. Colder than a snowman's dick.
mailbag. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? Oh, shit, buddy. You gotta be kidding me. I got boxes full of... They've been asking for their mail. It's all they're talking about up there. Number one, what's the likelihood you think Kirk Cousins leaves the Washington Redskins? Give me a percentage. 90%. Who would they target to replace him? Drew in Ferndale, Washington. I'm going to say 90% and okay. they do via draft. Okay. I'm going to say it's only a 10% chance that he leaves. I think they're not going to let him go because that team sucks. They're not going to be able to get anybody into the state. Are you in there? him again? What's that? It's like $34 million in franchise tag. Oh, yeah. No, it is. $34 million. million. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Shit, he'll sign that tender all day long. He said, you know, shit, they can keep franchising time. More than some quarterbacks make in their career. He's going to be making... He's going to He's made the most money in the past three tag years tag. as quarterback. Yeah, it's crazy. With the franchise man. tag. It's like $70 million for three years. It's crazy. I'll take it. Hell, yeah. All right, next one. What are your predictions for Super Bowl 52? Who wins? How do they do it? Who wins the MVP? John in Fort Mill, South Carolina. I'm going to say Super Bowl 31-27 Pats. The Pats down 11 in the four, or 10 going into the fourth. They get two touchdowns. Uh, and then Brady gets the MVP. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to touch on this again next week, get more into this. But as of now for this week, I'll say... Patriots win 30 to 24 and I think they can do it with Brady and I think Brady wins the MVP as well alright moving on to the next one here we got do you think if Brady wins MVP does he pass Serena as the best American athlete of all time does he pass who Serena oh they said Marino I was like what the hell are you Serena talking? Because Serena Williams, she's been dominant yeah, for I think 16 does, years, seven or 20 years she's been dominant in her sport. Do you think it's harder to win a, that many champions? I think it's harder what she's done than what Brady's done compared to tennis. Because you're by yourself. You have no teammates to help you. I still pick Brady. Because let me ask you this. Who's a better college basketball program, Duke or UConn women? Or which is harder to do, win a title in the NCAA men's tournament or the women's tournament? The men's. My point. Not trying to be sexist on it or anything, but I'm saying like uh, I think Roger Federer would have been a UConn good UConn is such dominant players, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Serena's been dominant. Oh, Serena has been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, she's right there though, for sure. And her, I think it's yeah, no, I agree. She's all right. won all her championships. You you can honestly say Brady hasn't helped. He hasn't won all his championships. He's had help. Well, every single team sport championship winner has had help. LeBron wouldn't have won in Cleveland if Kyrie didn't hit that big three-point shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or Ray Allen hitting that three-point shot when Miami played the Spurs. Just saying. Um, Alright, next one here, man. We got this one from uh, Curtis in College Station, Texas. I really enjoyed the year in review episode. Your guys' picks were by far the most accurate of all the podcasts I've listened to. I know it's early, but can you give us a couple of names that you're considering to be booms or busts as we now start the offseason? Kind of went over some of them. Uh, Deontay Foreman, T.Y. Hilton. I think, well, I guess T.Y. Hilton is a well-known commodity, so I wouldn't really call him a... Oh, no, he didn't say sleeper. He said boom or bust. I'm going to say T.Y. Hilton's a boom. I'm going to say Foreman could be a boom. Wait and see on that one. Derrick Henry could be, depending on what happens with uh, DeMarco Murray. What about you, Jeff? Want to throw a couple names out there for now? I think Derrick Henry's definitely a boom. 
Mm-hmm. Especially DeMarco Murray, I think he's done there. I agree. I think he's done there too. You might, if you can get, if Murray leaves there, I bet you Henry's a, a top 15, 20 pick. Easy. Yeah, I think, he, I think he could definitely be that. I think he's going to be yeah. a top 15 fantasy running back end of year if he is the lone feature back there. Yeah. Uh, I think Carr is going to boom it next year. Yep, I agree with that too. And uh, Allen Robinson's the only guy I think is going to have a big bounce back. Yeah, Allen Robinson's a boom, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll touch more on this throughout the offseason too, but... uh. Let's move on to the next one here. Who do you think is going to be a big bust next year? Oh, that's right. He gets any bust. Big I bust. Think, I think Lamar Miller. Oh, yeah. Oh, every, every year. He's From where he's going to get drafted, I think he, he's not going to do great. Lamar Miller blows, man. Yeah, he's garbage. Um, a big bust for me. You know, this might be a little blasphemous on my end, but uh, I think Tom Brady has the potential to be a big bust. I think he's going to be, be 41 years old playing next year. I think season. he could be a bust, too. I think he's still going to be. Fantasy relevant, but not for where you're going to draft him. You know what I mean? I think he'll be a top I think 10 quarterback. If Tyrod leaves Buffalo, he's going to be a boom. Who? Tyrod, if he leaves Buffalo and goes to the right offense. I think Taylor's done. I don't think he gets another starting job in the NFL. Uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. I think Latavius Murray goes somewhere and he's a starter. He could he could boom. I think the Vikings are going to cut him. I think so. He, they signed him to a pretty big, uh, pretty expensive deal. I don't know how you cut him, man. He played pretty good for them at the end of the season. They did. They're, they're not going to keep Cook, McKinnon, and Murray. I would like to see, you know, right you know where I like to see Latavius Murray go to? Who needs a big running back is Detroit. That would be a good fit. Yeah, I think Patricia, Abdullah's because garbage. you got Abdullah and you got uh, Reddick can catch the ball. But if you have Latavius Murray as a head back, that'd be a nice little... Stafford has never had a good running back like help. that. That would definitely help a lot. Absolutely. Uh, for a bust, man, I want to say, man, maybe Doug Baldwin. Mm. Uh, he tailed the end off pretty good. He'll probably get drafted in the top three rounds too. Yeah, it's so early to project project bust. Boom, uh, sleepers and booms. I can kind of. Gauge on, but for for bust, we got to see how coaches and what coaches come in to see how their play calling going. Yeah, yeah. that affects everything. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one here. Right now, do you see any quarterbacks from the 2017 NFL draft class, class taking that Carson Wentz, Jared Goff type of leap leap in 2018? Tony in Buffalo, New York. Well, Deshaun Watson kind of did that already. Yeah. And uh, he was a rookie. Real Pat Mahomes. You think he's got? He's going to do that next year, or think it's too early? He might. See, if he's a starter, year. I think he does great. I think Mitch Trubisky has the potential to if they can surround him with some weapons. He was very conservative this year, but I think next year they're going to probably let him do a little bit more. Yeah. As far as the cards, Carson Wentz like, I don't think that's going to happen. Jared Goff like, I can see Trubisky doing something like that. Yeah, more of a golf style player. Yeah. I think. On top is going to be Watson from this rookie class compared going into next year. He's going to do phenomenal, I think, as long as he stays healthy because we've already seen he played great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next one. As an owner of Derrick Henry in Dynasty League, PPR, I don't know what to do. I was offered a fourth-round draft pick in our upcoming rookie draft and Emmanuel Sanders for Derrick Henry. Is that good value, and should I do it? My Hell starting no. running backs from the past season were LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette. Marcus and Destin Fournette. No. Florida. Do not trade Derrick Henry. 
I had, uh, someone offered me a first round rookie draft pick in a player, and I said, I'm not trading Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. I know you love Henry. I, I, I'm not going to do that trade, but you know who I would trade for that for that deal? For Sanders in that fourth round pick in Dynasty? McCoy. Yep, I would trade McCoy for that. McCoy's old, man. He's been around. Yeah, he's like, 30, like 32, 31. Trade McCoy. Yeah, so high. You want to keep Derrick Henry McCoy. in a Dynasty. Look, I signed Derrick Henry to a four-year deal at $33, and this year he's going off season at 17. Killed me, but I got him at 33, so I'm keeping it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, next one here. What is your favorite sports movie? Eric in Mobile, Alabama. Mm. With Denzel when he's the head coach. What is it? Oh, remember the Titans? Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rocky. I like the Sandlot a lot. The Sandlot? I like the Sandlot back in the day. Sandlot's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It's a classic one there. Um you know which movie I actually did like as a uh, as a teenager too, man, which got a lot of like a lot of shit for it. Everybody was down on this movie. Did you ever see uh, Any Given Sunday? Jamie Foxx. Any Given Sunday was great. Al Pacino. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie too, man. I liked it a lot back then. I still do like it. I like The Replacements. was pretty good too. Yeah, it was not bad. Yeah, I know. Gino Hackney. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what movie uh, I think is a little overrated, which I wasn't too crazy about? Hoosiers. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that movie. Yeah, man. I don't know how that one gets as much love as... I liked uh, We Were Marshall with uh, Matthew McConaughey. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was solid too. Yeah, yeah. True story too. Yeah, it was cool to see too, man, because I didn't know that... Um, Oh, what the hell's his name, man? Bobby Bowden did Bobby all that. Bobby Bowden was yeah, out there. Yeah, I was surprised when he played with Virginia, Virginia and he hooked it up. That was that yeah. was legit. Yeah, man, that was a nice shit by him. All right, next one is Alex Collins, the running back to own in 2018. Yep. Tiffany, Annapolis, Maryland. Yep. Yep, I agree. What about Kenneth Dixon though? When he returns, you think he's gonna? Nope. I think Dixon. I think it's gonna be a good battle to watch Collins and Dixon because Collins is for got Collins the size. Issue. Collins size. He runs hard. I think. I think even Seattle's like, damn, we should have kept him. Yeah, they should. I drafted that guy right. I got him on a rookie deal, four year. Or I got him four year, one dollar deal. <laughs> yeah, we got Chris Carson uh, for Seattle too, who looked pretty good too, man. Uh, behind that shit old line. So we got Dynasty, have, man. Do we I have just Chris had, Carson, huh? I have Chris Carson in Dynasty. No, 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 no. I'm oh. just saying because you said Seattle should have kept him. I was saying, well, they found Chris Carson. He looks pretty. Yeah. Uh, I think Danny Woodhead in Baltimore. I think his time is done. I think his career is pretty much over. Um, speaking on Dynasty, though, since you mentioned that, we uh, released the Dynasty setup, the format. Uh, Thursday, yesterday. So, um, yeah, we released the Dynasty format and set up yesterday, and we'll have to go back and listen to that and just re-hit on anything we missed. I know I've gotten a couple of emails this morning, Friday morning, today, that some guys had some questions, so I'll have to look over those, and I'll have to answer some of those. But uh, moving on here, so we got the next one. We got, give me your best pickup line. What was something you did that either worked or didn't work when trying to pick up a girl? Jenny from Santa Barbara, California. Um, this is when we when we go out when we're younger before we're married. And if, if I was interested in somebody at the bar, you know, I'd just have a drink and be like, I would never buy them because when a girl asked you to buy them a drink, I'd be like, are you buying me one? And they say no. So I'm like, no, why would I buy you one then? But I would always do this when I'd be like, hey, do you got a boyfriend? And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, either do I. They kind of laughed at that, and they liked it. They're like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, man, I like it. I like it. Uh, was there anything in particular? Like, did you have one moment that stood out for you? Because I have one that actually stood out that... I don't know. Today, if I was 24 now with all these things they got now, it'd be so much easier than compared to when we were young, and you'd have to go out and physically approach somebody. Today's world is a lot easier to meet somebody compared to when we were younger. Oh, to, to bang somebody? Oh, my God, man. It's, man, it's harder to go, like, jog We'd have to block. go out... Go to the bar, go introduce myself. Now it's just like they got what 
Tinder. They got all these different things. I don't even know all them. They got uh, Flinder. I don't know. People would be telling me at work, like, oh, I'm like, what is all this stuff? They'd be like, show me. I was like, man, this is, you just swipe left or right? What is, I didn't have that when I was young. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy, man. Oh, my God. I could, if they still had Tinder back in our day, if they had Tinder back in our day, oh, my God, man, it would, it would be shooting fish in a barrel. Game over. Yes. I had uh, some pretty good numbers. That's a pretty high numbers back in my day, single days, man. But uh, you had to go out like on the hunt, man. You had to go like to the places where the girls were at. And nowadays, yeah, you, like you said, man, you just download an app on your phone, swipe left, swipe right, swipe up, swipe down, or whatever the hell it is, man. You send cock pics, receive titty pics, whatever the hell you're... Snapchat, whatever that crap is. Yeah, man. I still don't know how to use that. I don't even have it. I don't have it either. I downloaded it once. I was I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I'm deleting this shit. Social media, how to operate some of those things. Not my forte. My meme game's tight. Yeah, your meme game's pretty good. And you got in your, uh, your little uh, persona there. What the hell is it? A, uh, what the hell do you call that thing? I don't know. Um, Bit, Bitmoji? Yeah, yeah, where the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just... Anyways, um, I do have a, a particular time that does stand out to me. Remember back in the day, this is back... I guess about 12 years ago or so, maybe maybe a little longer. You know, we used to have those flip phones, the flip cell phones, right? Yeah. And, Nokia's. Uh, yeah. And, you know, back in the day when you're drinking, when you're drunk, you do some some dumb shit. And you also do some shit in your younger days. That as you get older, you look back and say, damn, that was fucking retarded. Like uh, like like what I'm about to tell you right now. So um, me and some of my friends, I, mean, I used to go back to, to go down to Clematis back like in 2004, 2005, right? Uh, downtown West Palm. It was when it was actually nice to go down to downtown West Palm before um, it became really lame and shitty. So, anyways, man, we go down to uh, this place called Monkey Club down there. And I remember the Monkey Club. Holy crap, that's old. Hell yeah, that's a long time ago. Make going back, but uh, we you know we would pay our uh, eleven dollar drinks, which was fucking insane back then. But um, we all, you had to pregame. That's for sure. You had to pregame before you went to out anywhere downtown West Palm. So there would be a hot chick, man. I'd be talking to at the bar, you know, and our friends be kind of talking to her and her friends and all that. And after a little while of conversation, you know, it was going well, man, I would get down on one knee and like I was proposing, right? I'd fucking flip open my phone and ask for the digits. And uh, I'd say my success rate, I'd say it's probably about 80%. I'd say about eight out of 10 times. <laughs> That's funny. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one thing that stood out to me when I read this. Moving on to the next one here. We got, what's the most awkward or uncomfortable thing that's ever happened to you, Blake, in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, man, I got so many coming up. I could tell when I was like 17, we are at, uh, after the football games, they'd have these things, after high school football games, you go to like these, they'd have the kids come back to church, they'd give you pizza, and they'd have games and stuff like that. It was like, in Vero, it should be something first so the kids wouldn't go out and drink and stuff like that, so they'd give you all kinds of stuff. And there was this girl, I was like, man, this girl's hot. So I said, I was like, hey, like I'm, um, I was like, hey, I'm Jeff so-and-so, blah, blah. I was like, can I get your number? And she goes, oh, you already have my number. I was like, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> I have done the same exact thing. Actually, no, what I did was back in Seville, Pensacola, I used to go to this place called Seville Night Court or whatever, or Night Club, whatever the fuck it was down there in Pensacola. And I used to go around and pull about seven numbers a night. I mean, I was balling. Dude was good looking. It's still good looking, but uh, was really good looking back in the day. 21, 22 years old, man. And I uh, would pull so many numbers and I would go back to talk to some of these chicks and I would be so fucked up at this point, so drunk, man, that I would actually call them the wrong names. I get the fucking names confused. I'm terrible with names as it is. Terrible with names. And add alcohol into the mix 
There's all kinds of fucked up shit Done happening for. there. Done for, exactly. But with me, I was going to go with, uh, well, I was going to go with the obvious one that came to mind first was um, at the the um, the national convention there at the Breakers, or to the Breakers when I was uh, about 22, 23, and I was, I guess, oh, damn, oh, no, I was like 21, 22, I guess. Anyway, working the Breakers, and my, uh, I was free balling, and my pants split open, and my ass and balls were all hanging out. I was going to go with that one. That was pretty damn awkward, pretty damn uncomfortable. Never went back there again. That's funny. But I'm going to go with this one, man. I went to Woodstock 99 in Rome, New York. I was 15 years old, right? Went with an uncle who later turned out to be diagnosed a couple years later with schizophrenia. So that was all kinds of fucked up. But that's a longer story and a story for another day. So anyways, I'm with this crazy bastard, man. For We were there about, I think, eight days, right? Maybe nine days. And I, when I was making my way up there, because I was living in Florida still in Pensacola, I was making my way out there. We stopped in Virginia Beach, where I also lived for a little while. And I was hanging out with a friend. So it was my friend Jamie's house up there. And we went out. We had a party and all that. We were drinking, smoking weed, all that shit we do when we're dumb and whatever. And just to clarify, I don't smoke weed or drink or anything like that. I'm uh, pretty, pretty straight in my older days. But um, so we were doing that, man. Went back to this house party. And they're passing around, you know, the pipe and... I assumed they were smoking weed, right? So it comes to me, and I'm already like fucking 11 beers in, and I'm pretty much a lightweight at this point in my drinking career, you know, 15, almost 16 years old. So I take a hit out of this pipe, and turns out, man, that was not weed in that pipe. Well, it was. There was weed in there, but you know what else was in there? A fucking crack rock. I smoked fucking, <laughs> I smoked fucking crack on accident. 15 years old, man, I, and that shit fucked me up. I started puking like a motherfucker because I had Zimas. Remember Zimas? Yeah. I, like I had like eight Zimas. I had three beers and I was just done for, man. And uh, you would throw crack and weed on top of that. That was, just, that was a cocktail for me that I just did not want to ever do again. So I'm all fucked up. I'm like about to pass the fuck out, man. And I overhear people talking. The party's over now and I'm just like laying there like trying not to throw up everywhere and trying not to fall asleep and i'm damn sure not trying to fall asleep now when i find out that the the two guys who own the house are the ones that smoke crack and they're both homosexual and they were trying to feel up one of these boys like high school kids at this house party so i was like oh shit i was like motherfucker chris hold it together man do not fucking fall asleep do not fucking fall asleep i don't want to get raped so uh they're trying to take my shoes off because they set up my temperatures running hot and I'm like, nah, man, leave them on, leave them on, leave them on. You know, then I'm, my, my speech is all fucked up. But I, my mind was still kind of right, even though my mind was all fucked up. So anyway, I'm trying to keep these motherfuckers from taking off my shoes because, man, the shoes go off. That's just easier for the pants to come off. Yeah, that was a fucking nightmare. That was one that was so uncomfortable and awkward. The next day, I, I didn't sleep, but I ended up coming to at like 6 a.m., walk out of the house. Just a very awkward, uncomfortable situation. I found out that the guy, Jamie, that I was staying in his house, that he had banked one of the guys, and that's when he revealed to me that he was homosexual, and I was like, what the fuck? Very uncomfortable, very awkward, fucking terrible time. And uh, the Woodstock story I'll save for another day. All right, moving on. That was long as shit. All right, so uh, next one here, and this is the last one, man. What is the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Corey in Newport News, Virginia. No, I don't know. That's good. That's a tough question. Probably getting T-boned by the drunk driver and having to have surgeries, two shoulder surgeries. Well, yeah, that's clearly got to be then. That's got to be a That's got to be the worst thing. Yeah, terrible. Let's go with, um, damn. Oh, 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 no, no, one just came to mind. 
So with my youngest, oh, my, I'm sorry, my oldest daughter and I were flying from West Palm Beach to Boston, see some relatives up there in Massachusetts and had a great time, man. It was February of 2007. And anyway, we're on the way back and we had a connecting flight from Boston to JFK in New York. So on the connecting flight, the flight from Boston to New York was delayed, but they said, oh, rest assured, you know, don't worry. The flight from New York to West Palm Beach, for those who are connecting, it's going to wait for you guys, this and that. So we get to New York. The fucking flight to West Palm already left. So oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'm there with a year. She was a year and a 14-month-old baby. And I'm stuck in New York. No fucking other flights going to West Palm until the next morning. I'm bitching at JetBlue like a mofo, man. Just like, hey, y'all need to figure this shit out. Y'all need to get my ass home. I'm not staying overnight in a fucking New York airport with a damn one-year-old. So they were like, oh, nothing we can do, nothing we can do. Then this one pilot, she was attractive too, man, pretty attractive. She's like, hey, I'm flying to Fort Lauderdale, and that's where I live. She's like, I will put you on my flight, and I will fly you to Fort Lauderdale, and I will personally drive you home to pick up your vehicle at, in West Palm Beach at the West Palm Beach Airport. So I was like, yes, let's do it. So while all this is going on, when I'm bitching at them in New York, my daughter shit all over the place as soon as we board the plane and she threw up on me because she had set my lap. She threw up on me. She was sick and it did not go well because my bag, uh, I was stupid. I was a young dad at the time. I didn't have any diapers with me and I'm sitting there with a one-year-old in shit with throw up on me in, in the middle seat next to two people who probably hated my ass because it smelled terrible and she's crying because she's not feeling well. Fucking nightmare, man. That was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. It took like t- almost two hours to get back. And j- yeah, just a mess. Anyways, I keep rambling, man. I'm sorry about that. All right, anyways. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this one today. Tune in each and every week. Next week, we're going to hit a running backs, upcoming free agent running backs in the 2018 free NFL free agency class. Jeff, anything you want to say before we got here? Nah, man. Good luck wearing that dress. Fuck. All right, we're going to schedule that, man, and we're going to we're going to publish the details on this in the next episode, man, and uh, we're going to get that going. But uh, well, the Super Bowl preview for you next week as well. We will talk to you guys soon, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit fantasysportstudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at theflex at fantasysportstudios.com.